0: Hello, this is
1: your host, Paul Harvey at Life, Passion and Business. I realise I put this at the end of the programme most of the time, and I also realise I don't often listen to the end of podcasts. So I thought about would tell you here before we get started. So the first thing is, this podcast is not supported in any way. We have no sponsorship. So if you would like to support us, do check out the Buy Me A Coffee link on this podcast app, and you'll also find it at the website. Now, also, if you are interested in the five questions and would like to answer them yourself, do check out the resources tab at the website, because the five questions is available as a workbook and an ebook. If you want to know why that's important, check out the end of the podcast or go and check out the resources tab at the website. That's enough for me. Let's get on with the programme. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? In my podcast over the weekend, we talked about habits, both good and bad. And, and I said I would share with you some of our previous guests that had overcome habits or had developed very good habits, very strong habits. One of those guests was Gemma Ray. And then it occurred to me, Gemma is very much about self-discipline and overcoming procrastination. Now that is a topic that's been coming up a lot for me, from my own personal procrastination is one aspect of it, but I read it today in The Guardian, in a piece from Amwan Maderi, how she is struggling getting stuff done. And I wondered if that procrastination is partly the world that we're living in, or is it something more? And that question I think lays open, I will still be exploring that. But it got me thinking, I have got a wonderful show that you probably have not heard before. So back in 2020, we did three virtual events and one of them was called Reasons and Results. One of those speakers was the amazing Gemma Ray. So I thought I would take the opportunity to share that program with you today, as it probably has not been heard by very many people outside of that event. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Gemma Ray. Let me give a little bit more. Gemma's been a broadcaster for many years. She has worked for the BBC and for commercial radio. Uh, she has a, a wonderful turn of phrase, uh, which she obviously modifies for her BBC audience. But in this probably, in this uh, podcast, probably we probably verge on the uh, yes, probably verge on the. So she has always felt that she was plagued by procrastination. And she's often spent her life um, wandering around deadlines and generally having a massive stress head about getting things, achieving things. And so at some point she set herself a mission to understand procrastination and make something happen about it and really understand what that meant. To the point where she's now written three books. In fact, I think there's even a fourth book out on this process about getting stuff done in life. So it's very, very worth listening to this podcast and then checking out her her books afterwards. This talk was titled Self-Discipline, The Highest Form of Self-Care. I hope you enjoy it. Yes, so when she's not on air. Her language is somewhat different to when she is on air, which is fantastic, which is fun as well. I love Gemma so much. <laughs> and she is <laughs> she's also uh she will say anything. So what happens over the next half hour, I don't know. Over to you, Gemma. Tell us more about yourself and what you do. I know it's all about discipline.
0: Am I being am I being clean? Are we doing the clean PG version? Uh, it will be how you want to be. It's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner PG. Here we go. Sure. Well, you know, just in case just in case it's before the watershed, okay. you know. Is- so yeah, here's, here's my, B- this is Gemma BBC. Normally, okay. under normal circumstances, I'm a swearing Mary, but I'm going to try and rein it in today because it's not big and it's not clever and it's not ladylike as my mother would tell me. No, it's not ladylike, but hey. You know. Not very ladylike, I just can't <laughs> help it. So my thing is discipline. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I did try and stop swearing at the start of this year and I think I lasted 27 minutes. I tried it for a week, just didn't work. So you can't change who you are. But who I am, I am a, I hate using this word, best-selling author, because it just makes me feel a bit wanky. Sod it, I've done it, I've sworn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are, you've sold loads of that book about discipline, about self-discipline.
0: Yes, yeah. one I read earlier. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote a book, this was my first book about self-discipline, and the irony was that I had no self-discipline to write it. It was an idea in my head for months until one day I hashtag pulled my finger out. That's one of my favorite hashtags. And I just got it done and got it written. And it's been fantastic. But I am somebody who struggles with discipline and procrastination like the best of them. It isn't something that comes easy to me. I have to, I don't like using the word force, but I have to plan and structure my days so that I don't end up watching cat videos on YouTube, sitting in my bedroom and binge watching things on Netflix, or just fannying around on Facebook. So I write the books that I need to read myself and I deliver advice on self-discipline and productivity for real people, not for robots, because I don't have my stuff together at all. Most people don't. We all think that we need to be a certain way, and my style of helping support people through discipline and productivity is to have fun with it, look inwards and look at yourself and learn about yourself. That's, that's what it all comes down to because anybody can be disciplined for a certain amount of time, but our willpower isn't infinite and we all get decision fatigue. But I truly believe that we are just a product of repeated decisions And if we can focus on those consciously every single morning and plan our day out by the decisions that we get to make, I truly believe that we can change our lives. So, and I also have a message that I think self discipline is the highest form of self care. Because self discipline, you hear the word, you think it's a bit military, a bit restrictive. When in actual fact, for me personally, when I do the things I say I'm going to do, I keep my promises to myself. When I keep my promises to myself, I trust myself. And when I trust myself, I believe in myself. And when I believe in myself, I get the stuff done and I feel awesome. So, yeah, you that's do, what don't I'm you? Uh,
1: that's true. When you actually say, I'm going to do this and you actually go and do it, if it's, if it's a nasty job, I'm going to clean the garage out today. When you finish <laughs> cleaning the garage out and you're looking at the pile of shit somewhere else and you're looking at the nice clean garage, there is a nice sense of good, good, good set of feelings about it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the same though with any goal. Whether it's cleaning the garage out, training for a marathon, building a business, you've got to do the, you've got to wade through the shit. You said something really good recently, you feel like sometimes you are wading through porridge <laughs> mm. i love that phrase and that that visual you've got to kind of wade through that porridge feeling of oh this is awful to get to the other side of any it, kind of goal
1: it was pulling this event together that's that's oh, how yeah, it's that it? that, that's how it's felt pulling this event together i have i've been yeah. up against the wall on yeah. this event a lot and that's why the, the date shifted several times because it's just like
0: this is hard this is but so you, hard. I know it's hard, but at the end of it, you're gonna be on a high yeah. for at least like a week or two. Oh, it's the most amazing. That. I'm looking forward thing. to that. Yeah. <laughs> it is I mean, you haven't you haven't popped a baby out of your JJ, but it's the same thing, you know. You <laughs> you. Um, you know, you grow you grow a child in your stomach for nine months, you're absolutely terrified of that moment when that those contractions are gonna start and this kid's gonna come out, and then the baby comes out, you forget that you need stitching up and need to wear a nappy for a week because you've got your baby and it's just so amazing. A goal is the same. You've got to birth it. You've got to go through the birthing process. And unfortunately, along the way, there are blocks and crap stuff, a little bit like pregnancy, like hemorrhoids and constipation and cravings and stretch marks. But it's all worth it in the end, even if you've got the battle scars to prove it in <laughs> of stretch marks sorry
1: I oh, right. for my male audience i'm sure they'll appreciate that one
0: <laughs> listen listen they might have a missus they'll have gone through the pregnancy stages you know it's not it's not great on men either you know <laughs> just no. because we're the ones carrying it we're the cranks we're the hormonal messes you've got to deal with us <laughs> while we go through it <laughs> so so
1: all right Ryan, obviously you and i could, get, could, could descend into stitches at the moment if we carry on at this rate so so we're like what what are the practical things about this i mean we are we Let's give someone some stuff. How do we get to the place of of good self-discipline? Do
0: you know what the first bit is? And it's taken me three years and helping many, many people through this. The first thing that anybody should do is practice self-forgiveness, which I know sounds a bit, what? And a bit woo and a bit wishy-washy. But there is science to back this up. There was a study done in 2009 on a group of students who had admitted to pro- procrastinating on their first midterm exam paper. And in preparation for the second exam, they took two groups. One group just had to carry on as normal doing what they do. And the other group were given a series of self-forgiveness tasks, which included sitting with yourself and meditating and actively forgiving yourself for the procrastination on the first exam Mm -hmm. it involved journaling it involved auditing and assessing okay what happened in that first one why did i do it and what can i do next time but but before i do that how can i forgive myself for what's been because you can't change it it's been and gone it's in the past it's a waste of energy getting upset thinking oh i've procrastinate procrastinated on that so much you just have to take action but before you take action Have a little minute and have a little moment with yourself and go, can't change that. But I can say to myself, I forgive you for that. It's okay," And then move on.
1: It's funny Uh, you mentioned that because I do that with clients, uh, with coaching clients, uh, particularly. uh, uh, We'll get that done next week and it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they get into, but we were late, we're late. and I go, well, okay, well, let's just relax about it. Cause then what was the reason it didn't happen? Oh, well, this and this and this. Yeah. Well, they're pretty good reasons, aren't they? Mm. Most of the time, I know procrastination there, but sometimes there is bloody good reason for doing it. Yeah and
0: and sometimes you know actually procrastination isn't a bad thing and and this is this is what i try and get across to people that often there's there's a lot of shame in procrastination mm-hmm. so the practice of actively forgiving yourself results in feelings of less less shame about the previous procrastination it's more positive for your mental health and it improves feelings of self-worth so
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: why it's important but also in that you've you've just got to take a moment to kind of realize that you just you can't change it and it doesn't matter and it becomes a lot easier because when you when you're stressed about it mm-hmm. you end up it just magnifies even more and and you tend to have you ever had one of those days where you get up and you think today's just I've just got out of bed on the wrong side of the day today's going to be an awful day you miss the train you stub your toe as you walk out being in that 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 mindset it carries on like that and I think when you get to a point of I didn't get it done I said I would get it done if you don't stop and pause and go like you said why did that happen what can you learn you know what can you learn from it what can you do better the next time and I always say this Elsa the shit out of it let it go (laughs) let it go (laughs) Do it. You know what I mean? You just, you just can't change it. So you else are the shit out of it. You put it in the bucket, bucket, and you move on. <laughs> I, see, I, 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 I see. We have moved on to the more p- less PG know, version. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I apologise for anybody who clicked this and thought, oh yeah, she's going to beat now. The flowery language came out. You're going to have to put an explicit content warning on this poem. Sorry.
1: That's fine. That's fine. I'm sure we'll deal yeah. with it. <laughs> So okay, we've gone down the road of forgiving ourselves. Yeah. We've forgiving ourselves with the procrastination So now what? How do we do the next bit?
0: So sometimes, let's say, for example, um you give me something that you procrastinate on loads. With work. With work? Yeah.
1: Making sales calls.
0: Right. Okay. So You've yourself no. for not doing no. it. Uh, no. no. So uh, you've you've done that little thing of forgiving yourself. I would journal about that if I were you. There's something um, when you think in ink, when you put ink to paper, Ooh, nice it's price. So, think thinking ink. Thinking ink. ink. I learned that one yesterday from from a, a PhD doctor psychologist person, Doctor mm-hmm. T. Can't remember his surname, Doctor T. But when you think in ink and you put pen to paper, it's much more powerful. So you're going to forgive yourself. On the journal for not making the sales calls. Then you're going to create a to-do list, not a to-do list. Ta-da! You've got to do jazz hands when you create a to-do list. So you are going to override your inner chimp, your imposter syndrome, your horrible negative inner voice that tells you that you're crap at sales calls, or bringing it even further back, There'll be something that will say, oh, crap at what I do. So why should I make sales calls? You're going to override that horrible internal voice and you're going to write a tada list, And you're going to write down all of the times where you've made sales. All of the times where you felt so about doing it, but you did it anyway. And what happened and what the outcome was. And you are going to prove to yourself that you've done it before and that you can do it again. And if you want to get a little bit more, maybe that this is the first time that you're doing something. Let's say you're procrastinating on something for the very first time. So let's say you've never made sales calls before, but you are procrastinating on it. Well, you can't write a to-do list proving to yourself where you've done it in the past. But what you can do is you can use it a bit more broadly and you can write a to-da list for all the times when you did procrastinate, but you did it anyway. Mm. Like for me, I always used the time when I trained for the London Marathon and lied and told everybody that I'd got up to 18 miles. I had not done more than six at all. <laughs> so when it came to race day, it took me seven and a half hours to do the London Marathon, and then I couldn't walk for two weeks. Yes. But sometimes I will write that down and go, I procrastinated, but I did it anyway. You did it that now. goes That goes on my to list. What did I learn from it? Make sure you train. So you don't walk like, you know, you've lost the use of your legs for two weeks afterwards. <laughs> it was awful, awful, awful. So a Tadar list, I think, is really important. I love it,
1: other, Yeah, nice. Like the Tadar list, especially with the jazz hands.
0: jazz grandery jazz hands. But uh, the irony isn't lost on me that I'm <laughs> telling you to get over procrastinating by procrastinating on journaling about forgiving yourself <laughs> and writing a Tadar list. So my third third tip links in very very nicely with this because it would be really easy to instead of cracking on and doing your sales calls to spend the whole morning journaling about forgiving yourself and the to list so my third tip which is really really you know i love these this is my mechanical timer can you see it it's a kitchen egg timer i've got another one up there as well so I love this mechanical timer, like, like I think I love it. More right, than no,
1: I'm still remembering the last Just tip you gave me when, we, when you buy them.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, do, do I admit this? Yeah, go on then. So when I, <laughs> as if, you've not already, if you've not already guessed, I'm a 38-year-old grown woman, but I'm a child in the head. Uh, My own mother calls me Peter Pan, says that I'm immature and will never grow up. I never want to change that about myself because it's fun. So when I invest in a new egg timer, because I do break them quite a lot, I will go into a shop and I will look this way and I'll look this way down the aisle and I'll make sure nobody's watching and I twist them all to different times. Make sure you set a couple at like only a minute or two. Stand back and watch the chaos unfold and watch people look completely bemused, why are all these going off? And obviously, they're all set for an hour, so for the next hour, they're all going to go off at random times. And I know that's really, really, really childish, but it's one thing that just brings me utter joy. (laughs) There you go. You wouldn't
1: think I ever had a corporate career, would you? No, No. and now you've got your...
0: Dog's Obviously. kicking off.
1: Yes. Now, now, so, kicking off. Postman must have right. So, yes. so now that you've got your timer at, ho- your at home, how do you use the timer?
0: So <clears throat> I use this timer. The first, the first, First of all, I want to tell you the reason why I use a mechanical timer, because I found that when you use a phone and the timer on your phone, you can override it, you can stop it, or you can keep picking it up and end up getting distracted with the notifications. Mm. When you yep. use a digital timer on your computer, again, you can override it. You cannot override the ticking of this.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Because you break it. That's why I've ended up having to buy more, because when you try and override it by turning it off, you break it. So some people don't like this. This ticking noise doesn't work in an open plan setting or if you share an office with people. But I particularly like this. It's quite loud on this this recording. It's It's a bit countdown, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I use it. I'm glad you like, did
1: that because I would never have got there. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. So I use something called the Pomodoro technique, which you—that's really loud, isn't it? Let me hide it over the covers over there. There, that's gone. So I use something called the Pomodoro technique, which uh, was started off by a guy called. um Francis Cirillo, who noticed his grandma's tomato timer Uh in the kitchen. So he's Italian. Pomodoro means tomato in Mm. Italian, I am told. So he was struggling to focus on his university work and he started using the timer to focus on one task. And that's how he developed the Pomodoro technique. So the idea is that you focus on one task for 25 minutes. Then you take a five minute break mandatory 5 minute breaks that's to get up walk around use the loo get a brew get some water whatever practice self forgiveness in your journal write a all list and then you do another one after f- and that's called a, po- a full pomodoro so 25 minutes and a 5 minute break is one pomodoro after doing four you take a 30 minute break so that usually works out for lunch or a little bit of a longer break and so i work in pomodoro timers because i honestly get more done in like four Pomodoros than I would if I didn't have a plan and a structure in place. I also, I will put my phone um, in a drawer away from me so I can't touch it. I turn my notifications off on my computer. I remove all distractions because they reckon it takes us 23 minutes to get back into focus work once we get distracted. So that 25 minute block of Pomodoro, work on one task, Or it might be one big task just broken up into chunks. But I always use the mechanical timer because it it keeps me on track. And have you heard of something called um, uh, Parkinson's Law?
1: Uh, Remind me.
0: So Parkinson's Law states that work expands to fill the time available for it. Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> like I am a last minute Larry procrastinator. That's the journalist, the broadcast journalist in me, you know, right to the deadline on your stories or your news or your travel. So you're always
1: waiting for the next better story, aren't you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you've got it. You've got there's to wait there's always four, something second. better going
1: to come in, in the next 10 minutes. Ab-
0: absolutely. <laughs> so deadlines and being deadline driven has always been part and parcel of my work. So one of the things that I do with clients in my role as a communications coach, in addition to being an author, I write award entries for people. I've done one for a client this week. That deadline is five o'clock today. I still haven't submitted it. You can guarantee I'll do it at four o'clock because I will leave it till the last minute. If that deadline had have been Monday, I'd have done it by now because Parkinson's law states that work expands so as to fill the time available for it. Uh-huh. You tell yourself you've got an hour to write an article, mm. you'll write that article in an hour.
1: In my point. line of
0: work, as a broadcast yeah. journalist, if I've got to get on air In six minutes, because some stories just broke, you're going to write that in six minutes because you're just going to. And it's funny, you know, sometimes you develop these superhuman time management powers, but whatever you assign, often that will happen. So that's quite interesting. And I also like the timer for another reason. And I encourage you to do this is time tasks in your work and your life, because when you know how long things actually take you. Without that deadline being massive, using the Pomodoro technique, you're able to say yes or no to things easily. Mm. I know I can write a blog in 13 minutes. But if you'd have asked, yeah, if you'd have asked me a year ago, oh, how long will the blog take you? I'll be like, oh, about an hour. It doesn't. It takes me about 13 minutes. It takes me I know a lot it take... longer.
1: It takes me an hour at least.
0: <clears throat> that, that doesn't include posting it on WordPress and doing all the fancy thingamajiggery, that's for about 43, 45 minutes to do the blog and that in total. But knowing that, that allows me to go yes or no to clients, whether I can fit things in or not. Mm. I, I write social media content for one client, for example, the average post takes me seven minutes to write. So if he wants 30 posts, I know that I need to leave with, with breaks and wiggle room for research around four hours.
1: Mm.
0: And it just before I learned to time everything this work would just drag out because Parkinson's law means I allowed it to drag out even if you feel like you're focused and you're working really really hard and really fast sometimes you're not sometimes there's just that wiggle room to just be a bit whereas timing yourself and knowing how long things take you has been absolutely revolutionary for me even down to really stupid little things like it takes me 37 seconds to make the bed Why would you not make the bed then? It takes seven seconds to change the toilet roll on the toilet roll holder, which is what I always shout at my son for. Like, there's no excuse (laughs) why you can't do it. It takes me about 20 minutes to clean the kitchen. Well, I've got a choice every evening. Do I sit and fanny around on my phone for 20 minutes? Because that's what will happen. Or do I spend 20 minutes cleaning the kitchen so that when I get up the next morning, it's done. And I don't have that mental weight of, oh, I've Mm. got to do that got to do that so using those mechanical timers to time things in your life or even you know use a digital one if you're going about your business around the house or, or something that's been a game changer for me because that then has allowed me to go okay in this pomodoro time block i'm going to get this done or it's going to take four pomodoros to get that particular task done and i find that i can focus more and be disciplined in my work
1: wow Wow. Yeah, I guess it does. I mean, when you when you can allocate time properly and you can become awareness about how to allocate time, you you're going to become more efficient at it. Mm. You have to be.
0: And the the um the saying no thing has been amazing. Having that power to know there is no way I can fit that in, no way at all, because in the past I would leave it till the last minute, not plan it in properly, and. The amount of times I've pulled an all-nighter because I've not done things and I've left it till the last minute, which isn't fun because they're not sleeping at all, just knocks you out of sync for days and days afterwards. It's not good for your health. But I used to do that all the time, all the time. And I now look back and I'm like, what was I doing? What was I doing? But a little bit of discipline, an egg timer, self-forgiveness and a ta-da list. It's amazing what you can achieve.
1: What about the people who are...
0: <clears throat> okay, I mean,
1: time just went time went off yeah 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 I mean, my my wife is a good example of this because she will uh get a project in, in between her teeth, and there's no amount of time i mean obviously the project she's doing at the moment they're not they're not timed, but there's there's some people that just can't kind of just, just go, and go and go and go and go and go and go and go, and then she just focuses she just she, she everything else goes, nothing else this project mm-hmm. yeah what what is the kind of like how, i guess it's because there's no deadline, isn't it that's, what, that's what's causing that
0: that's why i like to impose deadlines for myself and i know that a lot of people don't agree with this and they feel like it's really restrictive and and forced but i my life has completely changed for the better Since you've written two all books things, you've written
1: two books on it haven't you i can't you, believe
0: i've written two books i just can't believe i've done it and in that time i've renovated my house completely we lived in a caravan for a year and then we've renovated the house i've changed my business I'm just honestly the happiest I've ever been, happiest in my marriage, happiest in my own self-acceptance as a mom. It's just lovely. And all of that came from being disciplined so I could trust myself, keep my promises to myself and believe in myself. It's all kind of part and parcel and it's all fit together. But going back to your question about when a project, so you're talking about the project that your wife's doing, is that, is that a project for fun?
1: Yeah probably much it's so a, it's a bit
0: i think it's it's a bit different if you're doing something for fun awesome absolutely brilliant why should you put a deadline on it just just keep going and, and doing it and and enjoying it but there's a difference between doing something for fun and doing something because it's going to pay the mortgage mm. there's yeah. more of a pr- there's more of a pressure there's more of an urgency and i i at the moment don't really have anything that's done for fun with no kind of concept of an end date maybe maybe I should I do have a a goal to write a book from the heart because I write books that are keyword rich so that people will buy them on on Amazon like my set my second book I wanted to call pull your finger out your ass but instead I had to make it keyword rich about stop procrastinating and boost productivity but I would love to write a book actually on forgiveness because the p- forgiveness has changed my life to myself and to other people.
1: So what's the difference between the first and the second book?
0: The first book, well, being completely honest, I wanted to write a series of books in a, in a series of three because they do well on Kindle. So writing in the similar genre is quite, is quite good because you can price them in a way that you maybe price your first book a lot lower, get the middle book at a bit of a higher price. So it's actually, it's a marketing tool. I've always said I'm, I'm, I'm an oversharer. I'll always be really, really honest. The original goal with writing these books was to create a passive income product. So I was told about self-discipline, but I'm also a big fan of, of the spiritual side of life. And I believe that that topic was sent to me mm. because I needed it. Mm. I needed discipline to be able to see what the heck I was capable of. Well,
1: I mean, you've proved it because you've changed so much in your life According, to, you know, yeah. Not, I, I saw your, where well, you living in a caravan? I, you know, we, we connected <laughs> years ago when you living in the caravan and I've also seen your, your weight loss journey. Cause I remember some of the pictures with your first book and you were carrying a few more pounds then than you are now. So yeah.
0: And do you know, <laughs> like that's been, that's been massive for me. So one of my, um, the key sectors that I focus on in my work as a communications coach is fitness professionals. Sorry, postman must be here again. I'll be an Amazon delivery. Something else I've been emotionally spending on. They are so noisy.
1: That's fine.
0: I should have watched them up. It's real. This. It's real. So, it is real. Idiots.
1: They'll calm. It's fine. Don't worry. The one's on. called
0: Kevin. Okay. So you have to edit this out. You think I will? Bear with me. It's real life, isn't
1: it? It is real life. It's my
0: fault. I had no self-discipline to train these dogs at all. <laughs> this, is, this is the product <laughs> yes. of having no discipline to train your dogs and just letting them rule the roost. One's called Bailey, one's called Kevin. Kevin is 75% chug, 25% chihuahua, and 100% asshole, as you can hear.
1: <laughs> They're settling down there. We're fine. We're good. Let's carry on.
0: Right. What were we talking about? Uh you lost my train of thought.
1: I lost my train of thought, too
0: okay it takes 23 minutes to get back to the oh,
1: well, no we're in trouble now aren't we so we were talking about the books and the difference between the two of them and i have actually lost the train of thought where we were up to weight loss weight loss that's it yes you were carrying weight loss. more we were talking weight, about weight loss. you were carrying a lot more weight and then you did the first book and you have certainly proved you've moved beyond that haven't you? Now?
0: yeah and you know that was a process of being disciplined with my thoughts of being accepting of my body I had a moment about 18 months ago where I caught sight of my reflection but I caught my reaction to my reflection in a nanosecond moment Mm -hmm. and I was looking at myself with such self-loathing and disgust that it upset me and I cried I thought this can't continue this just can't continue because if I can't look in the mirror and like what I see I've lost you there can you see me there you go you went there so I did work with Laura Powner, who is the most incredible person who has trained in a number of different modalities, including rapid transformational therapy, Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy, but she blends Mm -hmm. her own expertise and magic. That's all I can call it. It's magic. And I worked with Laura one-to-one on self-acceptance of my body. And I did that for a period of about two or three months, and being able to look in the mirror and have, and again, it all comes back to discipline, even though discipline is such a shit word, it all comes back to discipline. That discipline of looking in the mirror and instead of, as a woman, automatically going to grab my bingo wings, violently pull at my stomach, flatten my stomach down, pull at my chin. Being able to do that and get to a point where I could smile in the mirror, do a bit of a Joey from Friends, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> you no, know, that was really, really important. And I don't, I don't really weigh myself. Um, I just, I just try and focus every day on what decisions do I need to make today in order to get me to where I want to be. Mm. And one of the biggest decisions I get to make every day is, "Well, what am I going to eat today?" Because mm. the, the the reliance on junk food sometimes that I, 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 I've, I've talked about it before. I've attended Overeaters Anonymous, didn't enjoy the process, tried to work through the 12 steps. I still sometimes do online meetings with Overeaters Anonymous. Unfortunately, my drug of choice and my coping mechanism is food and it's sugary food and it's food that doesn't serve me very well. So the discipline to understand my relationship with using food has been very, very important. And so that forms part of my daily journaling. What food decisions do I get to make today? Oh. And it goes back to auditing yourself. So I, I realized that I was binge eating every Sunday after my radio show. And do you know what I think it was having to contain myself to not swear on the radio, takes a lot of subconscious mental effort because that who I am is this sweary Mary person. So all of a sudden being back on the radio and it's, it's heavy, it's speech heavy. When I worked in commercial radio in the past, you know, you talk for a couple of minutes between songs and now talking for six to 10 minute segments. And, I've never sworn, thank goodness, touch all the wood, all the glass, everything, because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to lose my job. But coming out of the studio, even though I've been on an absolute high and it's been amazing, I'm mentally drained. So I was finding myself stopping at the shop, buying a load of junk food, pulling up in a lay by where there's a couple of big bins, eating all, the, binge eating all the food, discarding the wrappers, going home and then eating a full dinner and doing that in secret and I did it for a good couple of months before I made that connection and thought this, this isn't great. I've got to break this. Mm. I've got to. So I now, and my friend Michelle sent me a box of healthy snacks to take a picture every Sunday and tell me which one and Mm. prove that I don't stop, stop off at the shop. So again, that, that level of accountability to somebody else forms part of being productive and part of having discipline, having accountability and being accountable to somebody else has helped me massively. So yeah. And as a bonus, the weight's kind of reduced, <laughs> but I'm not focusing on that too brilliant. much. Brilliant. And that's brilliant, been, brilliant. that's been magical. Absolutely magical. Yeah.
1: So is there any other tips that we want to be for rounding up? Is there a final tip? Because we've been going now kind of 30 minutes or so. Is there a final thing you could say about this?
0: Final tip. Um, what would I give as a final tip? Other than no. buy your
1: books, of course.
0: No, but <laughs> again, again, you know, you don't need to because the irony is not lost on me that to read a book on procrastination, you're probably going to procrastinate to read it. Like, I really, I really wouldn't. My last tip would be to, it's probably about accountability, actually, because that is super important to me. Get accountability in any way that you can. Mm -hmm. I do something really simple every day, and I post my to do list which is a little bit different on instagram this is the things that i want to achieve today that are going to move me closer to my goals in many different areas of life and i post a list on instagram and i copy it over to my facebook page every morning and then in the evening when i put my phone on charge i report back and i tick or I cross what i have or haven't achieved and i'm very honest about it because i think i've been doing this for about 12 weeks now And I bet there's been two days where I've ticked off everything because that's life and learning to let go of every needing for everything to be perfect is part and parcel of it. But getting accountable is amazing. And I do it publicly on my social media. Yes, it pisses some people off. Yes, it triggers some people. Yes, people think who gives a shit. I give a shit. It keeps me accountable. I like doing it. And I really, really think I've probably achieved more in my business in the last 12 weeks than I have in the last three years. And I think that daily daily accountability list has been a massive help. So think about accountability. Where could you get accountability in your own life? It might be hiring a coach. It might be getting a personal trainer. It might be... Um, joining a book club and reading some stuff that's going to enrich your life. You know, me and you are both part of an amazing coaching group. That's, that's being accountable, change your world every day, join something like that and, you know, bolster your personal development, but get accountable because it really is powerful what you can achieve with somebody else holding your hand and supporting you.
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> the key is to make a decision to move and then put, put the plan, put a plan in place to move because it ain't going to yes. change. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons this event was started again, because was this thing about there ain't no rescue here. We have got to make the decision to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And it's going to get worse before it gets better out there in the world. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And
1: and it's like, I don't, want, I don't want to dwell on that, but sorry, probably is. So yeah. w- we've got to be strong enough to kind of go, okay, this is what it is.
0: Now this what? is all on me. Yeah. and And you get to be strong <clears throat> by asking yourself every morning, what decisions do I get to make today?
1: So Definitely. just recap for us the, 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 the points you said. The, fir- the first, point... first
0: one is self-forgiveness. Forgive yep. yourself for what's been and what's gone. And yep. also I want to point out that we have just been through a global pandemic. There was no right or wrong way to respond. And there are some people in the avenues of self-discipline who've said, if you don't lose this and do a new business idea and write a book in, in lockdown, you know, who even are you? Well, whoever wrote that, I'll tell you who you are. You're a knob because there is no right or wrong way to respond in a pandemic. This has been a horrific and terrifying time for people. So what you can do is forgive yourself for however you've responded in the pandemic. If you've drank the gin bar dry, if you've lived off crisps or flip side, if you've lost some weight and you've given up booze, who cares? It doesn't matter. We've been through it. We've gone through it. It's about drawing a line. The Mm. line gets drawn when you forgive yourself for what's been. Mm. Then write a Tadalist, show yourself where you've proved yourself wrong in the past, where you've achieved stuff in the past and how you can do it again. Get yourself a timer, start timing things in your life because when you know how long things take, you can time manage yourself better. Definitely. And finally, seek some accountability. Yes, these have been scary times. Yes, you might not have the finances to invest in an expert to help you. Find a friend, find a like minded business person or a like minded friend who you can come together and set an agreed parameter of goals or action steps that you're going to achieve and check in with each other and prove it and be on each other's case. Support each other, but call each other's bullshit out because the power of accountability is incredible it really yes.
1: is yes and we're very good at bullshitting ourselves so it's really good when someone points out actual fact yeah mm. yeah i you know I, you can procrastinate on this is your choice but really <laughs> really <laughs> it is bullshit yeah <laughs> so Gemma, thank you so much for time today it's been lovely to talk to you it's always a screen talking to you i really enjoy our conversations and um till the next time
0: Till the next time. Thank you very much for having me. Sorry about my knobhead dogs. That's fine. And my language. No, I'm not sorry about my language because this is me.
1: (laughs) And that was Life, Passion and Business with a special release of one of our recordings from Reasons and Results. If you'd like to connect with Gemma Ray, you can find her at her website, GemmaRay.com. You can also find her on Instagram, where she is very active, on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And the books are Self Discipline, Stop Procrastinating and Start Living, and Stop Procrastinating in Six Steps. So do check them out. As I said, they are on Amazon. Reasons and Results is one of the events we put on in 2020. If you'd like to get access to Reasons and Results, you can find those details at the website lifepassionandbusiness.com. It was an amazing event with 27 speakers I believe on all subjects from marketing to business and and basically getting yourself back out into the world. And I am prepared to give away five free tickets to that event uh, to the first five people that email me within the next 5 days. Use the contact page on the website at lifepassionandbusiness.com and put in free tickets in the subject box. Good luck. Hopefully you have been following this podcast for a while and have explored the five questions for yourself. But if not, what's stopping you? You know, after hundreds of interviews, I can say with a hand on my heart that having answers to the questions about our passion a picture of success, an awareness of contribution, thoughts around the one question and the sense of what it all means, that is the path to a good life. Now look, you don't need me to tell you that our world is changing faster than at any other time, certainly any time I can remember, and we must be sure to know who we are and what we want out of this journey, because we will not get it unless we choose it. So please give it some thought, Because, you know, your future depends on it. And if you'd like some help with that process, do check out the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com where you will find the five questions, ebook and worksheets. Now, this stuff is packed with exercises to help you on the journey towards self-discovery. And it's at the amazing price of just 12 dollars 99 So do check that out at the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Now, finally, has this podcast been useful to you? If so, please consider giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing and, of course, sharing it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. And that's it from me until Sunday. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. I so appreciate your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.